0: And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. There's gremlins in the station. And they are conspiring with the Stone Martin Weasels. I had everything set last night before I went to bed, and I come in this morning, and the computer has rebooted itself and reset all of the settings for everything everywhere. So we're playing some catch up here this morning. Good morning, everyone. And welcome, well, it's not really morning anymore, I guess. It's uh, it's afternoon, and my name is Jason Nott, and I'm the editor-in-chief here at Sci-Fi for Me. Welcome, everyone. It is Spider-Man Day. Well, it's one of the Spider-Man Days. Uh, it is recognized as kind of officially when Amazing Fantasy number 15 hit the shelves. And uh, so that was the first appearance of Spider-Man. Of course, everybody says Spider-Man Day is August 1st. And I read an article uh, earlier that uh, this this issue of Amazing Fantasy was actually out on shelves prior to August. The cover date is August of 1962. Uh, but it was probably on shelves as early as uh, middle of July, early July. And some places say it, it may have been out as early as May they did things a little different back then alright so uh, the live chat is open we are open to comments anytime that you want to uh, share your thoughts whether you're here with us live or not uh, we do uh, invite you to uh, share your thoughts with us I do read all of the comments I read all the emails the email address live from the bunker at I And of course, we're on all the socials, and there's a newsletter. You can sign up for it. I actually got one out this week. First time since April, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Programming notes. Tomorrow night is the ranker Pit. Normally, it's on Tuesdays, but this week we're doing it Thursday because this afternoon is the Walt Disney Company earnings call. And I imagine that Bob Chapek will have a thing or two to say about a thing or two, and the internet will blow up about it, and people will be blowing a gasket, whatever he says. So we'll be discussing that uh, that tomorrow evening, same time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. So that's that's the plan there. Now... The most important item that I have on my list before we before we get into our conversation today, I need I need to make sure that everybody understands this, because this is very, 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 very important. I got an email today, folks. I got an email today telling me that. Ouija shark two is coming. (laughs) and and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. There was a Ouija shark one. This is a Ouija Shark Two, and we have a we have a uh we have a trailer. I I don't know that we're gonna to link to it, but we have a trailer. Maybe Mrs. Boss could throw the link in the in the in the chat. But yeah, Ouija Park, Ouija Shark Two, not Ouija Park. That would be a different movie. Um, Ouija Shark Two. <laughs> you know, it's it's this kind of thing. You know, you can't make this stuff up. If, if somebody sits there and says, you know what, they made a they made a movie about a shark that's controlled by a Ouija board. And then they made another one. You know, I'm... Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Boss reminds me, this is like the FP. So, you never know. Okay, now, from also from the You Can't Make This Up department, up in Indiana, there is a shop. It's called Fiberglass Freaks, and they make Batmobiles. Officially licensed Batmobiles from Batman 66. This is the Chuck Barris uh, Lincoln Futura modification, the Adam West Batmobile. And this Indiana company was recently raided by sheriff's deputies from California and the story kind of spirals from there. The owner of Fiberglass Freaks, Mark Raycup joins us today. Good afternoon, sir.
1: Hello, Jason. Uh, Hello all. So um this
0: this is this is kind of sketchy to me. <laughs> I mean just just I uh, we reported on this on Saturday on on Good Morning Multiverse and it came to my attention. It looks like we're buffering too. Uh Yeah, okay, we haven't lost our signal yet, so we're okay. So it came to my attention late last week. Uh, Channel 7, I believe in San Mateo or in the L.A. area somewhere, uh, said they did this report on a real estate developer in California who had put in an order for a Batmobile. These things are not cheap. And he was going along making his payments until he missed a payment. And I understand it's a $20,000 payment that he missed. And so his, his car got put to the back of the line after you made numerous attempts to contact him and whatnot. And he didn't quite cut into the notion that he was going to be put in the back of the line. And so he calls his buddy, the sheriff of San Mateo County, who just lost the election for sheriff, by the way. And next thing we know, you've got a lieutenant, a sergeant, two deputies from San Mateo County up in Logansport, Indiana, which I did, I did the, the search. It's 2,265 miles by car from San Mateo to Logansport. And he sent them on taxpayer money to raid your shop. Do I, do I have all of the all of the the spine of this story correct?
1: Yes, you do, Jason. Uh there was one thing right at the very beginning in your intro that I, I want to make a correction. A lot of people do mistake Chuck Barris and it's actually George Barris that Beres. built about Batmobile. George so Barris. right. I wanted to make Chuck Barris was from the Gong show. That's so right. he uh, was a popular also. But uh, so just to get that out of the way, before you get inundated by people talking about that, I, I figure we better stay on topic otherwise here. So, I
0: do appreciate uh, that. Uh, but we try yeah, to stay as accurate right. as possible. here,
1: <laughs> Right. <laughs> and uh, you're absolutely right. That is exactly what happened. I, I did have a customer. He did uh, uh, not make a payment for almost nine months. And at that point, uh, I had to to make a, a very tough decision. I don't like to make the decision to, to bump a car to the end of the line. It makes my life more complicated to do that. It makes the life of my staff members more complicated. So it's better for us to stay on target. And we, But at that point, after eight months, I had no idea when he, or if he was ever going to come back board. So at that point, uh, I made the decision to bump his car to the end of the line. All the other cars moved forward. And... We, we began working on uh, other customer cars, and uh, his his was going to be uh, at the end of the line. And he was livid, as you've probably seen in the news reports. 4.3 million views of that original ABC7 news story. Uh, who would have ever thought that it would have gone that viral? I expected viral, but nothing like this. Right.
0: I you know, and I saw it, and then I caught uh, apparently a follow-up story, and there was a mention of a third one that I haven't seen. So apparently, there have uh, uh, ABC Seven has done three stories on this, and, and they've talked to I you. They've ta- t- They've tried to talk to the real estate guy, um, and I guess we could mention his name. But we don't necessarily have to because this situation really, really involves. To me, this is abuse of power beyond uh, anything that you would you know, normally expect you know, because the real estate guy knows the sheriff. Sheriff sends his people out. And there's clearly no jurisdiction here. I mean, how did they present when they first showed up, how did they present things to you? Did they
1: have a warrant?
0: Did they sit there and say, well, we've got probable cause? Da, da, da. How'd they get in?
1: Well, one one part of the story that somehow has slipped through the cracks is that they they convinced a local sheriff to go ahead and write a warrant and a local judge to go ahead and sign the warrant. So they came in with a search warrant from Cass County, and that particular uh, search warrant was specifically for the car. Now, the other three warrants were written in San Mateo, and those I didn't find out about until much later in the process. Uh, it was at, right at the tail end of that particular day, July 19th. It was. Uh, a day that will live in infamy, as they like <laughs> to say. Um, three weeks of, of a living nightmare here. Jason. It's it's been absolutely awful, uh, every single moment of this thing. But uh, the tide appears to be turning. So uh, I won't get too far ahead of the story. Here, but uh, but it does appear to be turning our our direction.
0: Well, that's that's good, and I think part of that too involves you have uh, you have the sheriff in San Mateo. Uh, apparently now is answering questions from the board of supervisors on all of this stuff uh, you know because let me let me back up a minute because at at the time this story broke when the investigation you know the 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 investigative reporters were were looking into this and they contacted the sheriff's office the sheriff is on vacation for a month and is unavailable and and nobody else in the office wanted to talk to the TV station and this this comes after the sheriff has lost his election so he's out by January so there's there's really not anything that anybody can do for him as far as consequences go he's already lost his job but uh there is there is this question i mean Dan asked this question is the county going to require the sheriff to reimburse i mean i I think, I think Dan is saying if Cass County will require the sheriff the, the San Mateo County to reimburse them, but this goes beyond that because the follow up the follow-up report, they're talking to the district attorney now, uh, ABC7. But to begin with, they were talking to an assistant district attorney who had originally decided not to pursue the case, but then after the raid, Then now suddenly we have a case that they're pursuing. And then the third report, the investigator, the investigative reporter is back naturally now talking to the district attorney and the district attorney is saying, well, looking at your reports, this belongs in civil court. This doesn't even this shouldn't even belong here. But the, yeah, right. it is. It is. It does look like an abuse of power. It looks like cronyism. I'm going to call my buddy the sheriff and see what he can do because, you know, don't you know who I am? It's kind of like Paul Pelosi pulling out his little police membership card. Don't you know who I am? It's, how how it's do you process this?
1: Important. Right. And uh, all I can do is, is comment on Dan's reporting because I don't have any inside information except what we're all seeing from the, the Dan noise reporter from ABC seven and his investigation has uncovered all kinds of things that were, I suspected that there was something completely, totally wrong that the stank to high heaven, but to know with evidence, I didn't have any of that. So what happened was that there was a, a whistleblower from inside the sheriff's department that contacted Dan and, uh, if Dan had blown off that whistleblower, or if the whistleblower had never come forward, none of this would have come to light. Wow! So that's how, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then three more whistleblowers came to corroborate the story of that original whistleblower.
0: See, so that's that, the that veracity. Is that? Yeah, I didn't know that part. That.
1: So it's um, it's pretty 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 wild and pretty crazy. So I, I'm very, very thankful for the bravery and uh, of of those uh, fine people that uh, that decided to do the right thing and to to go to the reporter and uh, uh, I hope and pray that they're safe and that they continue to be safe. And same with Dan.
0: Yeah. Well, now let me ask you this: since this has been going on now for a couple of two, three weeks, have have you been? Contacted at all from anybody at Warner Brothers Discovery or DC Comics because this, let's say this doesn't go your way. Let let let's let's assume worst case scenario here, and you get found guilty of whatever it is that they're trying to trying to pull out of out of the air. What what kind of effect do you think this would have on your license to build these cars? Are you worried about that at all at this point?
1: not at all because uh, there i can't get into specifics of how if it goes to trial and not dismiss uh how how we're going to be uh, in the defense mode with our strategy sure. but let's just say you can drive a batmobile through the giant hole in their plane <laughs> <laughs> now uh, they're so far they're so far off base that it's not going to work in the slightest yeah so i'm <laughs> I'm a thousand percent innocent here. There are no criminal charges that are, are that should have ever been called, and uh, it is a civil case, and it needs to be handled either in mediation or in in civil court. Uh, it should never have become a criminal situation.
0: That I mean, that's just. <sighs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around this because it's it's one of those things where I'm like how can you how can you even start to imagine something like this happening because it it there's there's clearly not a, a a way that this makes any sense from a legal standpoint i mean this is this is i mean up and down the line this is abuse of power not just the sheriff and i would imagine i wonder if this if if any of the deputies looked at it and went you know this is kind of hanky are you sure we want to do this i'm wondering if those conversations happened before, before before they actually executed the warrant because now you're on taxpayer dime so there's going to be some questions about that for sure, and I imagine that's probably some of those conversations that the sheriff is having. Uh, I believe his name is Bolanos is having with the board of supervisors. But you know, given given that he's already lost his job and he's out he's out at, at the uh, at the end of the year, I, what can they do to him? I mean, what what kind of what kind of consequences can we expect from this guy? Because We've seen at, you know, at various different levels of government certain people in certain groups, let's say, uh, tend to not suffer consequences for uh, alleged illegal activity.
1: Um, let's say that.
0: What do well, you hope a- to get out of this?
1: I'm sorry. There's a politician that's running for office out there, and he's calling for Bolanos, uh to resign immediately. And uh, so that is interesting. And if the, the commissioners decide uh, to, to fire him, uh, that would be interesting. And uh, people are calling for them to pull his pension and things of this nature. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not familiar, really, with what what their situation is or what the consequences would be. But I I do know people are calling for him to be gone before his uh, tenure is up in January.
0: Well, and I would imagine, Dan's got a good point here, I would imagine that there probably needs to be some questions asked in Cass County as well. Because, you know, you've got got a local sheriff and a judge who signed off on this thing. And it, you know, just from the outside looking in you know without knowing you know whatever whatever information they they had whether they made it up or they they crafted this narrative from bits and pieces that fit what they're trying to pitch you have a judge there in Cass County that signed off on this so have have you have you paid all your taxes Mark have you are are you are you crossing the street looking both ways at the light and everything doing what you're supposed to do cuz you know somebody may I have, have it out it for you in in in
1: Logan'sport there no sir no, I'm well respected, and not to pat myself on the back or anything, but I, I'm, I've i been a fan of Batman, 1966 Batman, not 89 Batman, not, not Christian Bale Batman, 1966 Batman, since I was two years old, I'm on the side of the law, I'm that guy, I'm the one that goes up to the officers in a restaurant, and I say, thank you so much for your service, I'm and uh I, I, I appreciate so much what you're doing and please be safe. That's me. I'm that guy. And uh for for this to happen is just atrocious, uh it's horrifying and uh humiliating all at the same time. I cannot imagine how anybody could have made the decision that there was the potential for any criminal activity, let alone uh Uh, Signing a, creating a warrant and then signing a warrant. There's just no way that anybody that knows me for ten minutes—you've known me my whole life. This is me. I'm an open book.
0: Well, and that does that does raise an interesting question between between the criminal stuff and the civil stuff because I can I can see on the civil side of things, you know, I I paid my money. I want my product. And you know, I want I want my widget. You're telling me that I can't have my widget now. And okay. You you squint really hard and twist your head sideways a little bit and and maybe you can make an argument. But like you said before, there's a big hole in that in the fact that he missed a payment. And disappeared for nine months. It's just you know he's ghosted. What am I going to do with this thing? Because you don't you don't make these these cars with you know pixie dust and and good wishes. I mean this stuff costs a lot of money to make these things.
1: It really does. We have seventy five thousand dollars just in parts before we even get to the Batmobile, mm. between the the custom built chassis, uh, between the drivetrain and the air right suspension the wheels and the the radiator because of the design of the batmobile the radiator has to be a high dollar 875 dollar radiator if you try to use a cheap off-the-shelf radiator it's it's not going to cool off a batmobile so uh every single component is expensive every single uh part of the batmobile is hard to build so you're right on track uh so any any kind of delay at all that is uh that's avoidable we have to do everything we can to to make them happen
0: yeah yeah how many of these do you build
1: every year not enough <laughs> uh, we we average about two per year um some our best year was four and our, our worst year was one uh, so, but uh, most of the time we, we hit two cars per year and uh, I'm hoping to see some improvement in that with some of the changes that we have forthcoming. But, uh, but yeah, um, we, we have a whole host of cars. I've got nine cars that are in construction right now. I have 37 ordered cars by the mm. time where we, uh, we get to the end of the ordered cars we have right now. I did announce of my retirement back in 2020 that I was taking only five more car orders and we have sold all five, but that was based on my father's health. He had Alzheimer's and his health was failing. And I thought I was going to have to take care of him 24 seven, but he passed away. So now I've got a decision to make about whether to continue or not. But then my health started to deteriorate right. and ended up. Right after the civil suit that by this customer was filed, I ended up with heart troubles and have to have, had to have heart surgery. I, I have vein problems in my legs, my arteries and my veins apparently are not working properly. And because my account is frozen, I had to postpone my appointment to get my legs looked at uh, for the arteries. So this is affecting not just the business. It's affecting me. It's affecting all of my workers. It's affecting the other eight customers, uh, all of my distributors. I always pay my bills on time. The day I get the bill, I'm writing a check, and it's right up back out the door. Yeah, And I'm having a hold on a whole host of bills that, that I'm not able to pay right now. What was the
0: justification they used for freezing your bank account?
1: That is an awesome question, Dan. Uh, noise has a theory And uh, that theory is this, that uh, Lieutenant Michael Leishman, who was the lead bulldog guy that came out here and he was the mouthpiece. uh, He's the drug enforcement uh, guy. So the task, uh, drug enforcement task officer, or I forgot the exact title. And Dan's theory is that because the letter stated that in it, that the bank thought that it was about drugs. (laughs) and not about a Batmobile, and that they made a decision. But we we don't know. We just don't know. Wow. All of that is going to have to come out in a separate investigation Mm. after the criminal investigation is done. So it gets hard to speculate, and I I don't really want to speculate too much on why the decisions were made. Um, But the, the criminal side of it is just absolutely ludicrous. And anybody, just like you right now, have have already gone, wait a second, none of this makes sense. Nobody on the planet, 99.9% of the planet, is saying, this is absolutely crazy and ridiculous. It's a civil situation; it should be handled in civil court. Yeah. Why would anybody ever think that there was something criminal going on?
0: I had I, I well, I recently had a thing where I got a I got a phone call from uh, the the place the UPS store where we have a mailbox for the company and said, you know, hey, this is Tom over at UPS store. Um, you've you've missed a payment for your box. Oh really? Oh, i I thought we had. I thought we had paid that. No, it is. And this was. This was just. I guess last month, month before, and he had been letting us use the box since it expired in February, and was just now calling me to say hey, you need to pay for your box. I was like, okay, I'll come over today and I'll take care of it. And, and it's that kind of thing, you know, that communication. If if I had not done, if I had not paid the fee after he called me then he's within his rights to withhold that product that I no longer have, have access to it. But if I had right. thrown a fit and said, well, I'm entitled to that box, how dare you tell me that I can't get to it because I haven't paid for it? People would look at me like I'd lost my mind. I mean,
1: I, I, is this... But I thought that I thought the DA really put it well in that interview from yesterday that, that uh, ABC7 did. Uh, the DA said, "Okay, there are nine Babe Ruth baseball bats. You were hoping to get the first one, you didn't, but you got the ninth one. There's no difference between the first and the ninth. They're still all Batmobiles in our case. Yeah. So why is he so upset? It's all an impatience problem. That's all that we're talking about.
0: Could it? Could it be? And and I." i I don't want to throw shade on the entire state of California, <clears throat> but could this be a, a California entitlement thing or or is it a rich person entitlement? I'm well that kind of that kind of is a is an odd question given that you have to be fairly well off to to even buy one of these things but. Given that he's a California real estate developer, you know, jet setter, travels the world. He's got his he's got his little toys and his Lamborghini and his motorcycles and whatnot. Is this do you think coming from a position of ego more than anything else? He just nobody says no to this guy, and now you did, and how dare you?
1: And I didn't even say no. I just said hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's still coming. Uh, Don't worry, it's coming, and you're going to be satisfied, and it's all going to be fine. But yeah, you're on the right track. You know, there's a certain amount of eccentricity that goes with somebody that wants to order a Batmobile, all right? Anybody that wants to drive a a Batmobile, including me, uh, there's a certain amount of eccentricity. But then you add the wealth factor to it, and that eccentricity will, you know, quadruple and uh i'm used to dealing with these guys that are are well to do and they're used to being able to snap their fingers and to have whatever they want right then and right there so to wait any time at all is really hard on them from a personality standpoint they're not used to having to wait at all and then if it goes late for whatever reason the supply problems or or particular the fiberglass body came out of the mold a little rougher uh than than another car body or if they've ordered additional options and things like that, there are multiple reasons why uh, that that a car order might have to be changed as we're building the vehicle or uh, parts supplies just don't arrive. Because of COVID, uh, we're having a really tough time getting uh, a lot of very, very important parts to build these cars. So that drives the wealthy absolutely nuts. Here's the problem. It is ego, and it's not in a bad way. They've told their friends they're getting a Batmobile. Their friends are now making fun of them because they don't have the Batmobile. And I get that. And I own that. I own that heat 100%. And I tell them, look, you're absolutely right. It's late. I'm so sorry. And we're working on it. I, I give you updates to let you know what's going on on your car. Hang in there. I promise, just like every other Batmobile customer we've ever had, you're going to be blown away and amazed and happy when you receive your car, and you're going to say the wait was worth it. Every single one has said that. I I,
0: I keep looking at these things and and the amount of detail on these and the fact that they're street legal, I'm assuming they're street legal. And I'm I'm like I I, I kind of want one, you know. I I I wouldn't mind having a having a Batmobile. It would be kind of fun to tool around in this thing. I mean, bragging rights, sure. We got Christmas is just around the corner, right? Now, how? Let me let 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 me do this. Let me take a break and come back, and we'll talk about just how long it takes to build one of these things because it it it's not one of the, it's not something that happens overnight. So let's let's get into that. When we get back, we're talking to Mark Raycup of uh, Fiberglass Freaks, uh, the builder of Batmobiles. Uh, We will be back right after this. Stand by. We are Vengeance. We are the night. We are sci fi for me. It's like, okay, right. hold on, you've got somebody, and all he does is put on some glasses and slicks back his hair, and nobody knows who he is, nobody recognizes him. It's, 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 it's like that, that, uh, that scene in, in the Green Lantern movie where she looks at him and is like, how? You know, it's like, you just put on a mask, and you expect me not to recognize you?
1: The H2O Podcast, Monday night at 8, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Good Morning Multiverse, Saturday morning at 11, 10 Central, only on Sci-Fi for Me TV.
0: Back live from the bunker, where we have uh, our own bat phone and Shakespeare bust is not nearly as nice as the one Mark's got on the, on the shelf behind him. Of course, people have made comparisons here of our setup to uh, the, the multiple monitors that Batman has in the 1989 movie, and I'll own that. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We are talking with Mark Raycup, who is the uh, owner of Fiberglass Freaks in Logansport, Indiana. Rated by the San Mateo County Sheriff's Department because some customer is, has got a beef because he missed a payment and now his car is going to be late. So, so Mark, let me ask, how long does it take to build one of these things? Because it's a custom thing, and you mentioned a custom chassis even, special, uh, a special radiator. Somebody was asking in the chat how, how big of an engine this thing has to have. So what's involved in building one of
1: these things? Well, it's about a two-year period pre-COVID, from order date to completion date, as an average. Post-COVID, we're probably looking at three years from order date to completion date. And for most people, this is really hard to do, and I totally get that. Uh, The patience factor is tough, and that's why I do emailed updates, to let people know what's going on in their car, and uh, send pictures along the way. So that way it keeps them in the loop and that there are major milestone uh, moments in the build, like mounting the body to the chassis or getting the doors hood and trunk hinged or uh, first prime of the car and things like that. So those are the major milestones that gives us goals to to be able to hit as quickly as possible. And then it keeps the customer uh, excited about it because they see the major progress along the way. Um, but because of, of COVID, because of uh, many of our businesses, our distributors went out of business. Uh, some of them stopped doing services that they would normally have done. Uh, one of our machinists stopped m- uh, making parts. Uh, he has cancer and he's in bad shape. Uh, another one stopped doing uh, chroming of fiberglass. They did real chrome of fiberglass parts. Mm. so They were coppered, they were nickeled, and then they were chromed and they stopped altogether. And there are only about four or five companies in the world that do that kind of work. Uh, you can find spray on chrome, but that's all silly and it, it's not very good. And uh, you end up with champagne bubbles or with green uh, oxidation <laughs> happening on it. So it's, it's not, a, not a good answer. Um, so that those kinds of delays, the surprise delays, uh, shipments from China being delayed uh, off the coast of California, we can't get sway bars for our chassis right now, for instance. Mm-hmm. It, it takes six months or even eight months to receive some of these parts that we order way, way before. We order those day one to say, um, yeah, anything that's hard, anything that's going to take forever, we have to order those immediately.
0: So uh, you mentioned that there are certain things that only a few companies do. I imagine. You probably don't have a very deep
1: bench when it comes to suppliers for this thing, right? For sure, um, it's it's the number is surprisingly high. I don't know. We probably have fifty or sixty distributors for the various parts of the car, but uh, the major components is what you're talking about. So, like the airplane uh, canopy manufacturer that makes our bubble windshields, he ended up getting a contract with Boeing and had to provide. 300 airplanes worth of windshields to them. Suddenly, we're on the back burner because I only ordered five sets of Batmobile windshields. <laughs> uh, so it takes a while to get these things through. And again, I totally get it. They, they've got much bigger fish the, than me to have to deal with. Yeah. And But that's hard to explain to a customer to say, why isn't my Batmobile uh, done yet? Well, here's the reason. We can't get Batmobile windshields. We can't get brake parts. We have a custom-built hydroboost brake system that normally would take about six weeks to get, and was taking six to eight months.
0: Mm. Now, how much? Somebody mentioned this. This this car looks kind of like a Ford Thunderbird. The original uh, the original model was built off of a Lincoln Futura uh, chassis, and you're saying you Correct. have to do a custom. So everything is custom-built off of this thing. You don't just you don't have you have anything that's off the shelf
1: a few items so let me answer a question that was previously asked about the engines. uh we built 10 of them with ford 460s uh we were using a lincoln town car 1970s through 1972 through 79 was about the right wheelbase so we were using those chassis uh ford 460 or 400 engines whatever the donor car had we would rebuild those but um Things were not working out quite as well as we would like, so that's why we moved to the custom-built chassis. It uh, We were able to make the frame rails much stronger by doubling the signs of them, putting more body-pushing mounting points. And uh, I was also able to tie in the 1955 Lincoln Futura uh, chassis. So I took the best of the original 55 Lincoln Futura chassis, that concept car. I took the best of the 75 Lincoln. And then I took the best of modern cars and tied all three together. So now you have modern suspension, modern brakes and, and modern uh, steering. So it really makes a, a big difference. They drive just like a brand new car that way. And it's safer because of the disc brakes being all the way around. But uh, now we're using uh, Corvette engines. The LS platform has been super popular. And uh, because of the redesign of the chassis, it's, it's easier to be able to fit those engines inside. They just barely fit, though. There's only about a quarter of an inch of room oh, wow. under that sloping hood. So uh, anybody that says, oh, can you put this engine or that engine or big block this? And the, the answer is no. <laughs> there just isn't room uh, inside of that uh, engine car. Car is 18 feet, 10 inches long. It's 84 inches wide. You would think there's plenty of room for anything and everything you would ever want to do in a car that huge. Yeah. But it's so low slung that there's no room at all.
0: Now, is there a trunk on this thing? Is there any kind of storage? Like like you have a place to put the the, the extra
1: costumes in
0: the back or something?
1: Just barely. Yes. There is a trunk. The wheel housing, the wheel well housing crosses right at about a quarter of the trunk. Is <laughs> taken up by the rear wheels. <laughs> But, uh, so it was a weird design to begin with. Uh, It was all designed just to get attention back in 1955. This car was never going to go into production as it was. Elements of it made it to the 56 Lincoln Premier or to the the 58 uh, Lincoln Mark II, or, yeah, I think it was the Mark II car. But but none of them, no Futuras were ever built as exactly as that show car was. So the trunk was offset to the front by about 16 inches. And then George Barris made it even more difficult to get to the trunk by adding the rocket exhaust tube and the parachute back and an antenna right there, right yeah. behind the trunk.
0: Now, you mentioned, you mentioned the jet exhaust. How are you making that work? I mean, what, what exactly is that that you use in, in that piece
1: it operates much like a propane grill there's a 20 pound propane tank inside the trunk there are hidden switches underneath the dashboard you flip one switch turns on the gas actuator you press the striker button and it starts to tick and then the ignition happens and uh, the giggle factor's on high when that (laughs) flamethrower goes off and oh my goodness is it a blast and uh uh, comes out about a foot, foot and a half, just like it did on the original show. It's not a 30-foot flame or anything like that, but we wanted to make sure those switches are hidden so that way no kid could jump in and accidentally fry his birthday party or something. <laughs> there are about five steps that have to be taken to be able to even activate. Yeah. Uh, so it, it really is important for us from a safety perspective to make sure that's as safe as possible. But it is so much fun.
0: I'm sure it is. I mean, I I look at these things. I see some of the different videos that you've got on on this stuff. I'm thinking, you know, the, just just a just to sit in one would be kind of fun. But to own one, that'd be that'd be uh, that'd be kind of fun to do. Um, Mrs. Boss's road trip, maybe a b- belated honeymoon.
1: What?
0: <laughs> We're three years out, man. The
1: honeymoon's over. <laughs> <laughs> No way. No way. 30, uh, 35 years of marriage. And I tell you, you keep that honeymoon alive every single day. It takes work, but that's okay. That's, that's what they say, right? That love is an action, not an emotion. And, uh, the action here is you guys come to Logan's Port and absolutely uh, we'll, we'll go for a ride in the Batmobile and, and have a great time here in Logan's Port. That'll be fun.
0: Now, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that because um, I made uh, my one feature film that I made was a romantic comedy because it's cheap. And uh, so I've got this I got this scenario where this uh, this couple, they're having some issues because, you know, misunderstandings and, and expectations and whatnot. Where where do we want to take this relationship? Right. And he's thinking, well, I want to I, I, I think I might want to marry this girl. I think, this, you know, I think she's yeah. wanted and they go. He goes away with his dad to the to the cabin. And very much like what you're saying there, I've got Dad telling the telling the guy, you know, love is an action. Love, love is a choice. It's a decision. You know, it's not some box you just don't, you know fall into the box and 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 you're done. You have to choose to do this. You you know, this is something that you actively pursue rather than just you know just whatever. So it, it's it's interesting to hear that, and I'm wondering if some of that is a background that you and I share being members of the church of Christ, because you are also besides building Batmobiles, you're also the interim minister at the Yorktown, Yorktown road church of Christ up there in Logan's port. Yes. How has your congregation reacted to all
1: of this? They, uh, of course are 100% in support of me. They, they, uh, they know that this is not within my character in any way, shape, or form. They have heard about the corruption because of the news broadcasts, and they're they're right behind me 100%, and I could not ask for better from my congregation there, and I couldn't ask for better from the city, uh, and even the nation, as far as the, the outpouring of support is overwhelming, has brought me to tears multiple times, and I, I'm... I'm absolutely blown away, Jason, and I, I, I'm so thrilled uh, to have this much support. Um, It's it's mind blowing. But from the congregation itself, I told them, look, I told at our men's meeting, I said, if I'm a distraction, I'll step, do, I'll do whatever you guys want me to do, and and they said, no, no, we want to stay stay on target and keep keep doing what we're doing. So I preach every other Sunday. And then I do every Wednesday Bible class, and then I do every other Sunday morning Bible class. And um, I had been preaching. I told the elders from the get-go. I said, "I can. I've got enough material for six months." <laughs> so three and a half years. Three and a half years later, I said, "Hey, I, I need somebody to help." <laughs>
0: Well, I would imagine that you've got some new material to use because I'm looking at the I'm looking at the description your your bio on the church website, and it's a, you know it talks about how you use pop culture references and entertainment references to illustrate in your in your lessons. I imagine now you've got a boatload of material that you could use here with all of this, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, about truthfulness, about about staying on target, and and. Uh, uh, let your yeses be yes. Let your noes be no. It, it's all, all right there. It's all in the scripture. As Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. So uh, we know as Christians that there's going to be trials and tribulations, right? Yeah. Uh, we're told that. But since we live in the United States, we don't believe that. We don't see what the rest of the world sees. The missionaries that are in different countries have been murdered because of preaching the word of Christ. And here we are. Uh, in the United States, and we're so incredibly blessed to have the the freedom of religion that we so far have, and Lord willing, that continues, yeah. and uh, that we're able to 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 do our ministry and to uh, preach the the truth and the Word of God. But uh, but I'm certainly going through trials and tribulations uh, with the account frozen, with all of these kinds of things happening. Um, in no way, shape, or form, it is anywhere to the level that Job went through. But it's, uh, it 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 uh, certainly makes you go, huh?
0: I would imagine so. Well, and you know, this is this is one of those things too where it could be very easy to fall into the temptation of anger and vengeance. And I, I'm gonna get back at this guy. Who does he think he is? This so and so who coming out of California thinks he's all better than everybody else? Get all high and mighty and up on the horse and whatever. And it's it's also, you know, besides the besides the test of humility, you talk about how viral this thing has gone and how much how much press it's gotten. Uh, it's it's an opportunity too because here you are now with a a, a national exposure that you didn't have pro- probably a worldwide exposure that you didn't have and there's an opportunity here to you know you know walk the walk as they say you know you you're you're living the life and you're and you're presenting an example well, now here you are spotlight's on you and. Now, now it's a practice what you preach type of moment where you sit there and say, well, yes, I, I'm a Christian and this is how we're handling it. And we're doing the best we can and, and not given to vengeance or, or anger or, you know, anything like that. So right. I, I think it's a tremendous opportunity for you from a, an evangelistic side of things. Has, has that been discussed? I mean... Not, oh, not to yeah. sit there and say, "Well, we're going to capitalize on this," and yes, let's take the spotlight and do this. But have have opportunity, excuse me, have opportunities presented themselves on that side because of all of this.
1: The number of views on our Facebook Live page for Yorktown Church of Christ has increased, and that has been a huge blessing. Um, one of the members of the, the congregation said that she had been praying that. This would uh, the outcome would be that this would glorify God, and uh, what a brilliant, brilliant spiritual application here! And uh, I was just thrilled that she had prayed for that, and I started praying for that. That uh, so I I was so so into the moment, so close to it that I didn't even think about that that this would possibly be an evangelism tool, and it has been. It has been um, uh, to, to think that uh, Dan Dan Noyes of ABC7 actually talked about that, showed me preaching up on the screen, talked about the Facebook page. Um, so the word is getting out there to to millions of people that would not pos- possibly have been exposed before, like you said. As far as temptations go, I'm, I'm not tempted in many respects, but uh, I do have to wonder... You know, there's a lot of money on the line here. There's a lot of money from uh, the previous civil suit and things like that. But then there's the justice side, too, because you know it's not just me that's been affected by this. There are people that have been affected by corruption before, and there are others that are going to come afterward. So then I've got to make the decision from from that point of view of um, how, how should I proceed from a legal standpoint that could possibly bring justice to them as well. Right. So I, I have to look. Everything's on the table. Nothing's taken off. I, I, I don't know. That's a great question about the future as far as that goes. Uh, have to be done with a lot of prayer, with a lot of decision making with, um, with the attorneys and just try to figure out what's fair, what's right, what's best. Um, and it's tough. That part is very tough, to say the least. Uh, to so we'll have to see how that all goes. Yeah,
0: and and besides patience and prayer, that also involves a lot of money. I expect so. There's a GoFundMe that's been set up to help with the legal expenses. So uh, we've got uh, we've got this link in the show description, along with all of the different p- ways that uh, that people can find you online. You have know, Twitter and, and everything else. So without getting into the details here, you know, you were talking about you're you're mounting a defense, you're preparing your case, and and, and whatnot. I've Let's say we get through this and you come out the other side, you're vindicated, everything goes your way, everything breaks your way. Is is this particular situation affecting that thought process on whether you retire or continue? I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting too old for this is, is is one way of looking at it, but also the fact that you know, you get so many people behind you, so much support. Well, I can't go away now because there's the expectation here. So are you on the off chance that this continues and you guys keep making Batmobiles? Are you are you teaching the next generation how to do this thing? Are you preparing for that legacy?
1: I'm trying to. I, I was not blessed with biological children. I was blessed with a uh, borrowed-adopted set of kids, and one of them is is, uh, Abigail Newton, and she uh, helps me out as much as she can around the shop, which is always greatly appreciated. And uh, uh, and then her her brother and her sister are out of town now, so I don't get to see them very often, but I, I do appreciate that. But as far as anybody else goes, it's just my crew here, And we're all aging, uh, every single one of us. So you don't find young fiberglass workers. You don't find uh, really it's a dying art. So I don't know what the future holds for the company uh, after us. I would like to see it continue. I've had a few nibbles. But one of the problems is the licensing is with me, specifically not with the business. And the licensing has to be approved by DC Comics and Warner Brothers. The person would have to be approved, and it's going to be tough to find somebody that's a huge Batmobile fan and a Batman fan and then knows anything about automobiles. Uh, you get one or the other. It's really rare to get somebody that knows about both and, and that can make it actually make it happen. You've got the dreamers. You've got the doers, and I, I've been very blessed to be able to, to dream and to actually do. Yeah
0: well it it's it, it, you know even even after sitting here talking with you for an hour it's still it's still one of these things I just I just I just have to shake my head at this guy thinking that he's got some sort of special privileges or something because why not I it just I don't know it, it, it's it's a it's a crazy world we live in right
1: uh. it, it truly is and uh, I let's I say I, I things are looking good so I, I do think that things are gonna go in my favor I just don't know the timeline uh, so that part we'll just have to see no. oh that's a neat shot of the car uh, from the, the back Now,
0: do the, uh, do the do the parachutes actually deploy or
1: are they just they're just mock-ups they are mock-ups on most of the cars uh, two of my customers actually did buy real beast parachutes. Just for bragging rights, I don't think they ever made them functional. But, uh, Jason, here's, the, here's a, a fun story for you. The, the reason I got into building Batmobiles from the get-go is that I saw one of the original George Bear's cars, the number four dragster, which was up in Chicago at the Antique Auto Museum. I saw it when I was 11 years old. My father took my brother and I there to see it. That's the one that cemented the dream that I was not only going to own a Batmobile someday, I was going to build it. Well, who would have thought? 30-something years later, I'd get a phone call. Hi, this is Doug Jackson. I said, wait a second, the Doug Jackson, the owner of the number four Batmobile? You know your stuff, sir. I said, well, thank you. What can I do for you? I ended up restoring the number four Batmobile. Right there it is. For one of the original George barris built cars, this is the only one of the three fiberglass replicas that was actually used on the TV show in the episodes The Contaminated Cowl. And the Mad Hatter runs a foul. That's where Batman's cowl was irradiated in pink, for right. those that might remember that show. And uh, it was screen used heavily obscured by Batcave equipment. But I got to restore it and drive it in downtown Logan's Fort, <laughs> fort to the exhaust shop. So it had real working parachutes, which is the point in getting, getting to that part of the story. Uh, and it was on drag strips all across the country with those functional parachutes. So how how crazy is is that? And that's the that's a, another blessing, another giant feather in the cap. And uh, it I was just a thrill to work on that car. So,
0: th- well, I'm I'm looking at some of this. This looks like it it was not in very good shape when you got a hold of it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, George Ferris only had a few weeks to get these cars out. They knew the short the TV show had a very short shelf life. It was only on the air for two and a half years. And uh, the, this is late 1966. They're, they're already uh, six months into it, and they've got to move fast. So they built these cars in a, a long weekend and got them out on the show circuit uh, just as soon as they possibly could. But the fiberglass bodies were in one long weekend. And they got them out, and they would roll them out of a a trailer, put them into a shopping mall, make the appearance happen, put it back on the truck, go to the next shopping mall, and move on. So they didn't have to be anything more than made out of very thin fiberglass and a plywood floor, and just barely drivable. Uh, so when we got it, we had to make all kinds of safety changes to it because it was not safe at all. The rear brake line was pinched. They castle not holding the steering linkage together was about to fall off on its own, uh, there, there were multiple problems that we took care of. Wow. I,
0: I, I can't fathom being able to do this kind of thing. I mean, you know, we sit here and we talk to people, we talk to producers, we talk to actors, we talk to authors, you know, and, and, and celebrities and whatnot, and I get people... Who find out what we do and like? Oh, that's kind of cool. I'm like, you yeah, know, I, 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 I interview people. This is not any big deal, you know. I don't I don't think anything of it. And then here you come in. You're building Batmobiles, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, this this is cool. This is the cool part. This is not you know. This is this is something that I I never thought that that any anybody would do. But it looks like a I lot of be- fun. <laughs> I pinch myself daily. <laughs> <laughs> well, the website is, let me pull this up here. The website is fiberglassfreaks.com and uh, you're also on in, uh on Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest of all things. And I'm going to have to I'm going to have to log in and start following you over there cuz I we don't use our Pinterest account near as much as we probably should. Uh, but we've got links to all of this in the I description.
1: So. I, I don't either, Jason. I'm just on Facebook. I I know I've got those other accounts, but I'm not active on those others. Facebook and uh, is, is the main one. So if anybody does want to contact me uh, through Facebook, is the best bet.
0: All right. Well, good good luck with everything,
1: and hopefully
0: the hopefully the case breaks your way, and we'll be looking for updates and. And uh, as we get more information here, we'll, we'll likely be sharing those on Saturday morning's program on, on Good Morning Multiverse. And at some point, maybe we'll have you back to talk about uh, your expansion into bat cycles and bat vans and, and bat helicopters.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll have to see what happens. But I am building a Batman museum here in Logansport, a two-story museum. And it's going to be an absolute blast with a replica of the Wayne Manor study. And a replica of the Bat Cave as part of it, a small theater, and then a robes Gallery of a whole bunch of costume villains on mannequins. So we're going to have plenty for people to see, that's for sure.
0: What's your timeline for that?
1: Sometime next year. I don't have a timeline just yet, but we're making good progress on it.
0: Well, I think that definitely is going to, uh, to warrant a road trip. Uh, more than anything else. So you know, maybe maybe we'll come up with cameras and take a tour and show people show people when you do your your grand opening Let's let's talk about that. That would sometime.
1: be great. Be please. Fun. Yeah.
0: All right. Mark Rickup of Fiberglass freaks. Thanks very much for being here today. Hopefully everything goes well. Good luck with it and uh, And God bless and we will uh, See all of you uh, a little bit later. Don't forget tomorrow night rank pet. We're gonna be talking about the Walt Disney uh, enter uh uh, uh, uh the earnings call. Let me get my head on straight here. I've only had two cups of coffee, so uh, so there is that tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and then Good Morning Multiverse on Saturday. Remember, we are on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule for August for this show, and you can listen to it on various different podcast platforms. So join us there for that. And uh, I mentioned our Pinterest account. We're also on a number of different other social media platforms and uh, video platforms so go find us uh in various different places wherever you uh social and uh, we will do this all again on friday and i will leave you with this reminder there are four lights this has been a presentation of sci-fi for me radio Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.